0: W-B-N-E.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 127, all about Rankin and Bass's Return of the King, part one. Being the 127th part of That's What I'm Tolkien About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today, I'm joined by Dave and Johnny of the Council of Elrond podcast. They are known as Twitter as I always read it as the Melon Heads, but I know it's Malone Heads. <laughs> Welcome, guys!
0: Hi, thanks for having us. Hi, great to be here.
1: <laughs> Excited to have you on um, for this. Uh, the listeners, this is the final episode about the animated movies that came out in the late '70s. And I wish we could say we were going out with a bang, but I was a little disappointed by this movie. How, how about you guys? I
2: mean, yeah, yeah. Um, same here. Same here. It's not a. It's not the classic that we were we were really hoping for, but uh, you know, it is a bang do. though.
0: It certainly is a bang to go out on. Just like a <laughs> terrible drop in an awful ocean of misery, <laughs> or like when you're when you're driving your car and you hear a bang, you're like, that didn't sound good. Yeah,
2: uh, going that out kind with of a bang. bang, maybe.
1: Yeah, that's that's a great way to describe it then we are going out with a bang thank you for changing my perspective (laughs) about that um well why don't you tell uh me and the listeners as well how you guys got into Lord of the Rings or what was it that you how what what like did you read the books first was it the movies first how how did you get into it
2: well uh Dave and I are brothers so um but I'm six years older than Dave is so I I got into the movies Sorry, I got into Lord of the Rings uh from the movies i went to see all of those when they were in theaters and of course but that was uh when dave was too young I was supposed to go see the movies mm.
0: did you see any of them dave uh, no not in theater no no so we,
2: we we definitely got into the movies first well i got into the movies i absolutely fell in love with them and then dave was my little brother so he just kind of uh thought whatever i did and whatever i said was <laughs> gospel do. so uh yeah <laughs> i was his paddle so, yeah, exactly. He learned well. He learned well. And then from there afterwards, we, of course, got into Tolkien's writings later on. But yeah, it was definitely our love for the movies that got us into it.
0: Yeah. And like there was a, a period mm-hmm. when I was, I don't know, maybe 12, 13, 14, where all the toys were coming out. And I, I was obsessed with uh, Games Workshop models as well. So I used to buy them and paint them. And uh, my, my whole world mm-hmm. was Lord of the Rings when I was younger. But it wasn't until I was a little bit older, I decided to actually delve into the books and we both kind of did that around the same time, maybe a couple of summers ago. We just decided let's get the books and get into them, and yeah, we haven't looked back.
2: Yeah, so it was probably movies, then models and figurines, and then uh, the PlayStation games. Oh yeah, uh, we
0: it was
2: uh, yeah, it was uh, we we eventually got into the actual original content. So, but we made it. We got there.
1: Well, that's fine. The books are, they're hefty. Mm. So they're definitely not something that, you know, I think little kids are going to be interested in. So that trajectory makes a lot of sense. I think that's pretty common that a lot of people watch the movies first and maybe never even pick up the books at Mm, all. So, yeah. And how did you guys uh, start your podcast?
0: I mean, that was kind of random was it like a year ago it's, it's almost coming up to a year where uh johnny had come over to ireland for christmas and we spent the entire christmas together with our family of course and uh, it wasn't until he just went back home i i don't know i think i started listening to other podcasters and i think i was listening to a lot of star wars podcasts as well but realized there just wasn't that many lord of the rings ones and i thought this would be a A great market to get into not like commercially but just like there's a a space for us to go and talk and just have a bit of as we say in Ireland a bit of crack Uh, so a bit of banter a bit of fun and that's uh, I I called him up in January and we just started planning it right up until was it April that we launched and yeah
2: yeah April we launched yeah but yeah that was basically it um as dave said I, I i as well i had tried to listen to a few different lord of the rings based podcasts and uh like i think there was quite a few of like there's the tolkien professor and there's these other ones that are very kind of you know heavy and like meaty and we were kind of looking for something where it was just people just a couple of people you know being a bit more lighthearted about it having a bit of a conversation saying oh what's what's the story with this kind of thing and why did the elves have to leave middle earth and what's all this about and kind of not get too like caught up in the in the lore and obviously also not to kind of look down on people who haven't read the 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 books or anything because as you said a lot of people are fans of the show and they've just seen the movies and like it's a big ask to tell people to go and read all all of Tolkien's original works so um I think yeah I think it's just a nice place where people can say I've seen the movies once and I want to know a bit more but like I think so we're trying to provide content for people who aren't you know Tolkien scholars but we want to have well, we kind of want to have a bit of a wide audience—people who know everything about Lord of the Rings—and then also people who maybe have only just been one-time viewers.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Where, um, yeah, I I like to say that my my podcast is a no gatekeeping zone where, fan people from all levels of the fandom are welcome. And so I've had on I've had on guests who have seen very little of the movies and then I've had on I've had on the Tolkien professor so. Oh yeah <laughs> yeah
0: um
1: so whole range of people and then also yeah same a whole range of people listen just because this is a wonderful story and mm. I you know there shouldn't be there's not just one right way to consume it or or talk about it or be a fan of it yeah, yeah. Exactly. um also a s- side note just you saying having the crack I went to I visited uh Ireland a couple years ago And that was, like, something one of our, like, tour guys... He was, like, making fun of me and my (laughs) friends for being American, you know. And he kept saying crack. And in America, crack is you know
0: cocaine, cocaine.
1: <laughs> and so we were like why does he think we have drugs on us <laughs> i mean and then like he explained it later and then he like played this prank on some people who were like walking by on the street i don't know and it was it became like one of my favorite phrases ever to learn about so
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's yeah, a common I, one
2: here as well and i don't know yeah we, it's just it's used as a greeting in Ireland when you want to say hi how are you just usually people say what's the crack yeah and that just means like how is everything going with you basically. Yeah. So it's a bit that's of a strange so one for most American people that hear it for the first time. They're like, what? Uh, well, I, but-
1: I loved it. I loved it. I think it's so cool. And what part of Ireland but- <laughs> were you in? Um, we went to, we stayed in Dublin and then we took a day tour to the Cliffs of Moher. Okay. That's not nice. too far from most of yeah. the
0: cliffs. We live pretty mm-hmm. close. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. It was, uh, that had been on my bucket list to see for a while. And so it was just absolutely beautiful and like if I could go back every day of my life, I probably would. So, oh, good. so it sounds like you got a good
0: day for the cliffs because oh, half yeah. the time you can barely see them because it's shrouded in mist. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, we got there. And it was <laughs> yeah, it was really beautiful weather. Thank thank God. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. our first day in Dublin, it was pouring rain, and we had all these planes of like we're gonna walk here and we're gonna walk <laughs> yeah. here, and we walked to one place and we were automatic we were just soaked and then we're like let's just go sit in a pub <laughs> that's the real Dublin experience yeah. <laughs> so
0: yeah sitting in a <laughs> yeah. pub that's yeah, that's the Irish experience exactly and
1: i think it, it was like it was like 4 it was like 4 in the afternoon and we're like we're going to have dinner now and we're just going to sit here for the next couple hours until we're ready to go home and go oh, to bed
0: sounds like a good evening <laughs> just, sounds lovely yeah <laughs>
1: Um, so we'll jump into the, the discussion about this movie. This is the animated version of Return of the King. This is created by Rankin and Bass. So we are back to the same studio that did the animated Hobbit. Um, I don't know how prolific the Rankin and Bass holiday films are uh in ireland or in you know other countries but the animated and like claymation there's frosty the snowman rudolph the red Nose reindeer um i'd say the most famous one is the is the year without santa claus and that has a song that's like
0: i'm mr white christmas i'm mr snow
1: and that was the same studio that did, uh, that was Rankin and Bass. So I don't know if you guys watched those at all, but no, they were, that's so funny. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> no sure if idea. that was like a American thing, but they're very like prolific holiday films. Like ma- they're okay. made for TV films. Yeah, yeah. We were right.
0: probably in the pub when they came out, so I'm sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs>
1: And so, like they're always everywhere, and that's the this is the same studio. So they're very known for making children's and you know family friendly, made for TV films. So nothing you know crazy, nothing box office breaking or or anything like that. Um, And so the same, it was the same with Return of the King. This originally aired on ABC in the U.S. on May eleventh, nineteen eighty. And that was two years after. Um, that was two years after the release of Bakshi's Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So to kind of line up some timelines here, <laughs> because there's some um, confusion, or uh, just people. One person says this. One person says another thing about whether or not Backshe's Lord of the Rings and then this Return of the King were related to each other, because Bakshi's Lord of the Rings ends. After the Battle of Helm's Deep, yeah, and then he had planned a part two, and it the studio never, you know, let him make that. Mm. And then this movie picks up a little bit after that. Um, you know, Minas Tirith and all of that has already happened. We have skipped over all of Shelob's Lair, uh, and and all of that, but for the most part, it kind of picks up where back she's left off. And so a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, this was made as a sequel to that," but that's not necessarily the the case there. They mm-hmm. um Rankin and Bass insisted that this was planned for for years, even before they found out that, you know, back shoes didn't cover the entirety of Lord of the Rings.
2: Yeah, I think I think they had originally planned to call it the Hobbit Two, the Return mm-hmm. of the King. Or something like that. The so, Hobbit uh, Two, the Return of the Photo. Yeah, uh, the
1: original working title... <clears throat> excuse me. The original working title was Frodo, The Hobbit 2. Oh, there
2: you <laughs> go. Oh, that was it, yeah. Because I was like, is that T-double-O? Like, he's also a hobbit? Or yeah, uh, also,
1: side so note, all of this information is coming from Wikipedia, various wiki pages. Mm, yeah. So I don't know how accurate it is. I was trying my best to, like, find some articles or blog posts that had been written about it. But really, most of it was just coming from Wikipedia pages. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this was... Uh, this is the number two,
2: as opposed to... Right, okay. He, as yeah. opposed to Frodo
1: <laughs> is a hobbit too. Yeah, the
2: hobbit you guys also. didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, also, I think I heard some people saying, and again, I looked up some stuff and similarly, the sources are not the most reliable maybe, but I heard some people saying that maybe they only had the rights to the Return of the King book. And so, for that reason, they wouldn't have been able to get any of Sheila or anything like that in it, because of course that comes in the second book. So that's again, I don't know how reliable that uh, that information is, but it would make sense in that case that they'd mm-hmm. have to pick up at like Kirtungul, and yeah,
1: yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, there was also a lawsuit uh, happening filed by the Tolkien estate and Fantasy Films on the basis that Rankin and Bass had not secured the U.S. and Canadian television rights, and the lawsuit was settled, quote-unquote, amicably. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. that That's what it says. Amicably is in quotes, so I don't know how amicably it was.
2: (laughs) They were all friends afterwards.
1: But they were allowed to proceed with this May 1980 release. So yeah, there was a lawsuit, so maybe they did only have rights to... Return of the King, and it seems like even that was under debate as well.
0: They didn't seem to have the rights for Gimli and Legolas, however. I know.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's a lot that is uh, missing. Save, save it and... for the podcast. I'm sorry. Save it
0: for the main <laughs> part. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Well,
1: and it's so funny. So, can. Um, uh admitted himself he said quote it's not a very good film yeah. um and he was talking yeah. about there was just a lot that we had to fit in and uh, there was a lot to cover and i was like i mean that's true but you also spent like s- like 80 percent of the movie just on frodo and sam yeah. walking in mordor you know you could have maybe scaled back on that a little bit given more time to the other side of the story added in some characters that are missing. Uh, So I find that funny that he's like, well, there was a lot we had to do. Mm. And I'm like, but you you stretched out a lot of Frodo and Saint, which is, it is the main story, I understand. Mm. But it's not, for me, it's not the most enjoyable part of the story. No. And
2: also, like you're saying there, that they are they don't have a whole lot of time and there's so many characters that they're trying to fit in. But I feel like their decisions in deciding that they're go- we're going to go with Denethor who's not like you know again as you said it's kind of uh, for families and it's uh, a it's almost like a kids movie but the character of Denethor is really kind of uh, tragic and he ends up like you know burning himself to death and they find room for that and they don't find room for like our you know fun heroes like Gimli and Legolas which you know kids could really attach themselves to and that you know friendship and uh you know, breaking the barriers of dwarves and elves, you know, that, that could have been the, the the route that they went down, but they obviously decided, no, we want to go for this old Denethor who's just yeah, struggling with depression. Yeah, that's the most and, important yeah.
1: part of the yeah. story. Exactly. So, that's a great point, yeah, that Legolas and Gimli are very appropriate characters for, you know, a kid-friendly version of this story, which is clearly what they were going for. Like, you'll notice if you watch the film that there's not there's not a lot of, like, I don't think you ever see blood, you know? No. Um, And then, like, I was noticing when I when uh, Eowyn is killing the Witch King and, like, she stabs at the beast and, like, her sword just kind of, like, it, ma- it makes, like, a sound effect. Yeah. Mm. And you don't actually see it slash or, like, impale yeah. the beast, but then he dies in the next shot. And so the- there's, like, a lot of that. So, yeah, the- this is definitely a kid-friendly simplified version of the story. And then uh, one last little thing before we'll jump into the movie itself. Rankin and Bass were asked, why did you not attempt to, you know, why did you do The Hobbit and then you automatically jump to Return of the King? Why did you not attempt to do the full Lord of the Rings story? And he says, I didn't know that the audience would sit still for it. I was wrong. Because it's so funny. Because nowadays, nowadays we have people who are like, yeah, a movie that's three and a half hours long, great. Yeah, I'll sit mm. there for it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> give me,
2: give me a series which is going to be like thirty hours, please. You know that kind of thing. Um, I can't really. That's think kind of, of another what, animation
0: what, like, that's longer than two hours. Really, there's not. There can't be too many.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um. Actually, I'm trying to remember. it. Let's see. So when. Bakshi's uh Lord of the Rings was released. That was the longest animated film like to date at the oh, okay, time. yeah, yeah. And okay. that's um 2 hours. That one's about 2 hours and 10 minutes, I think. This one is a little shorter. It's 1 hour and
0: Oh, sorry, 37
1: minutes <laughs> something like that. <laughs> hmm.
2: But it was it was even longer, I believe. I heard them saying that it was that it was 2 hours and they had to cut it down. So the version that we get is actually that has been, you know, that was edited down. And they've had, yeah, they, they've cut some stuff out of that. So, uh, which I found in Extended as well. Edition, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Rank and
0: Bass Edition. <laughs> yes,
1: where's the Rank and Bass Extended Edition? Exactly. That's what we need to be talking yeah. about. <laughs> I mean, there's no way
0: to fit the Return of the King story into an hour and what is this, hour 45 minutes or so. So they have to either. In my opinion, they have to either pick Legolas, Aragorn, Gimli, their storyline and Gondor and all that, or just do the Sam Frodo thing. And they kind of went way too much on Sam and Frodo and were like, oh, by the way, Mm -hmm. this other stuff is important too. But if if they're going to make a movie that short, just leave out some of them, like leave out the whole Gondor storyline. Or else leave out the whole Frodo and Sam storyline. You can't really do the two unless you want to do two movies. So, um,
1: I would, man, I would love to see a version of Return of the King where you don't see Sam and Frodo at all. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, everything is just better yeah. for. You don't know why, you know, or like maybe there's just like a voiceover of Gandalf being like, and then same in yeah, Frodo destroyed yeah. the ring, but <laughs> just we don't need to worry about that. <laughs> like,
2: like in Peter Jackson's movies, when uh, we see like from Gandalf and Aragorn's perspective and they're having their conversation and they're saying, Do you think Frodo's still alive? And what does your heart tell you? And things like that. We could have had that where it's just we don't see them at all, and we just have every like now and again Gandalf speculating, kind of going. I reckon they're probably still alive. And that's all we get about of it. And then it's like every now and again, there's these little mentions of like, oh yeah, those guys are out there somewhere. But yeah, we don't need to have hours of them strolling through, uh, you know, the plains of Gorgorath or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And again, I... Um, the Battle of Pelennor Fields is probably like my favorite part of the whole of the whole Lord of the Rings story because there's there's so much happening. There's yeah. you know Rohan showing up and mm. the you know slaying of the Witch King and Eowyn has this cool moment and then on the like inside Minas Tirith's side of the story, there's Denethor losing his mind and Pippin being heroic and, you know, all this mm. amazing stuff. And then Aragorn shows up with these ships. It's a great That's story. I think it's the best part of the story. Do you want to review that one?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's <laughs> do that. Let's
1: do that. We're just, Forget Frodo and Sam. Um, no. So actually, listeners, we're going to do this a bit differently this episode. Usually I'll move through the movies or chapters or whatever in a chronological order. But because... Honestly, not that much happens in this movie, which is just so funny because the story there, there is a lot that can happen. But the way that they did it, they kind of like gloss over a lot of things and uh, harp on things that. Are really uneventful um so we're just going to kind of break it up into we're going to talk about um each story like one thing at a time and then we'll move into the next part of the story so first the the way that this movie opens up is we are with bilbo at his 129th birthday i don't know how that would be you know how they say 11 first, so i don't know what
0: 129. Tw-
1: Tw- yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it maybe the exact same thing
0: 12 12- <laughs> yeah
1: 12 12- yeah. 12 12- d- tw- that just sounds <laughs> nonsense <laughs> i like it i'm for it yeah
0: 13 D 0
1: the 12 d9 yeah <laughs> birthday um and they are celebrating him and then frodo like pulls out his pipe at one point and on, what? bilbo sees sorry oh what? yeah
0: sorry go on <laughs>
1: okay, I thought you were jumping in. I thought you were, I thought you said, oh, Bilbo was like, hold on, what? I thought you were saying, hold on, what? And I'm like, did you not watch the movie? Bilbo pulled out his
0: pipe, and then, yeah.
1: And then, yeah, he's missing a finger, and Bilbo's like, what happened there? There's a story, I reckon. Um, And he's also been asking about the ring, and Bilbo's like, oh, well, you know, it's gone now. (laughs) Weird. I don't know what happened to it. I actually
0: think that was a cool introduction to the movie. I kind of liked how they went back and that was the thing Bilbo picked up on and then Gandalf chimes in with, let me tell you a story. Um, Mm I thought it was kind of an interesting take. It was probably when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I can get behind this movie. I didn't know what the rest of the movie was going to entail. But yeah, I I appreciate it. It was a nice take. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I like that it um, frames Return of the King, like this story that they're going to tell. I like how it's framed as them telling the story. And that kind of brings it back to... Like the original roots of *The Hobbit* being, you know, a story that Tolkien told to his son going to bed at night, yeah, and so it brings sure. th- that, you know, storytelling element back in. Um, and they also introduce uh, the Minstrel of Gondor, <laughs> Frodo. You must
2: explain. We have brought with us someone who has written a ballad about the adventures of Frodo, the Minstrel of Gondor. <laughs> God. Oh yeah, with his Frodo <laughs> of the nine fingers,
0: and that that whole song, which was uh, amazing. Um, yeah,
1: I en- I enjoyed that he, one. He too. comes back yeah. from the
0: Hobbit. He he wasn't a minstrel in the Hobbit, but he was singing over the whole movie. Glenn Yarborough. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh yes, Glenn Yarborough. Yes, that's right. And yeah, I like that. Yeah, in the Hobbit, there's this you know narrator singing you know sing narrating throughout the movie and so I like that they kind of like wrote him as a character into this story so that we see oh it's the minstrel and also you know that makes sense from a storytelling perspective that it would be the minstrel who is telling the story Sure. and so yeah he goes into Frodo of the nine fingers and the ring of doom Frodo of the nine fingers and the ring of doom which I believe is what Sam and Frodo in the book joke about at one point that like, oh, one day they're going to tell our story, Frodo of the Nine Fingers and the Ring of Doom. Um, and so I like that they like wrote that in here as the story title. Yeah, you know? and
0: Frodo's name for the rest of this movie, <laughs> or they keep referring <laughs> yeah. to him as that. So, yeah.
2: I did I did think that was kind of weird how maybe someone, for example, Bilbo, he's known Frodo all his life. And then suddenly there's this song about Frodo as Frodo of the nine fingers. And Bilbo didn't even realize he had nine fingers. He's like, who's this guy in this song that you're singing about? And uh, my nephew, uh, I've known him so long. And uh, it just, it seems like they've just taken this one small thing. And it's like, that's what your life is about now. You've got nine fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Never mind forget the fact that you've, you've saved done. Middle Earth. And uh, yeah, you've just, you've got a deformity and we're going to pick up on that.
1: Yeah, really. Oh, and what's also funny, though, is that the song that he sings isn't really about Frodo at all, because he goes into... We get some, like, previously on... Uh, yeah, Rankin and yeah, bass's yeah. you know, return of the king story that we're telling here um and it show and it like gives us a very condensed version of how Bilbo found the ring and it shows us clips from the Hobbit of him, you know, doing the riddle game with uh with Gollum and um you know finding the ring and putting it on and and all that jazz um and then we go into, showing sam and frodo in in mordor oh real quick though with this first part of the story i love how um because this is what happens in the book when they are returning home after we're after destroying the ring um and they visit bilbo and they're telling him the story and he keeps like falling asleep during it and then he'll wake up and be like oh yeah uh uh uh-huh uh-huh (laughs) i I, I was listening. Yeah. And so they like wrote that part into the story as well. And so I thought that was fun that like Bill, because it's, you know, he's a sure. old, he's an old man now. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's, tw- he's 12D9. Really 12-D9 <laughs>
0: age. I'm surprised he's not he's dying n- every couple of minutes. He's going to, yeah. <laughs> next year, he's going to be 13T. Yeah. So, uh,
2: 13T-0. That'll be thir- a big one. thir
1: 13, 13. 13- 13- 13.
2: 13 to Th- 13 t <laughs> Th- 13 t i imagine yeah <laughs> you know Nine it gets t- t- more
1: and more nonsensical the higher the number yeah <laughs> um and then also him falling asleep leads to just like a funny moment from mary and pippin where they're like about to cut into the cake and they're like well wait we have to wait for bilbo because he's asleep and pippin's like what a terrible, like the worst time yeah. to yeah. fall asleep. <laughs> we get, yeah, we get
2: the we get the voice of Shaggy from Scooby Doo being like, "Darn, he's not going to cut the cake, yeah. whatever." So, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, it does kind of sound like that. Yeah, it's
2: it's that yeah, that's the same guy. That, that voice. Oh, is you're Shaggy. kidding? No, no, it's no the same. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the voice actor for Pippin was the voice actor for Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Zoinks! <gasps> <gasps> yes. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. What a fun!
1: What a fun fact that I had no idea about.
2: <laughs> that's yeah. great. Nay, Pippin. Not till Bilbo
0: has cut it. Blast!
1: What a time to fall asleep. Zoinks! So yeah, we go into telling the story. So um, right at the... We we jump in where um, Sam and Frodo, they're already in Mordor. We have no you know notion of Sheila I thought they were going to go into it because there is one point where one of them is like walking through a tunnel and there are webs and I was like Mm. oh we're going to see Sheila and we just kind of gloss over that and at this point uh Frodo has already been taken by the orcs and Sam is just outside the gates being like I'm coming for you buddy (laughs) 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 um and he finds Frodo's cloak and sword and the ring of course and so he's like I'm gonna go save you yeah everything's
0: just mm. miraculously laid out for him just like in a video game he's just stumbling over different items he's like "Ooh, cloak Ooh, ring Ooh, sword sword <laughs> yeah. yeah all the things I need yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he uses them as such the sword is like his flashlight that he's like mm. going through Mordor and he's like wah, 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 wah. where's Frodo yeah I know
1: those it's, sound effects are just so funny so annoying. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anti-sting, Master Frodo's sword.
2: They were they were a bit annoying. But.
1: Um, And so he goes, uh, starts making his way to try and find a way into the tower. And this is where, like, they really... So I'm saying this, right? And you would think, oh, okay, that's, I don't know, a few minutes of the story. I would say it's like a good 10 minutes of, like, Sam from the time he's like, I'm going to save you, Frodo, to the time he, like gets oh. into the t- like it's a yeah. long sequence because there's one point where he's tempted he is tempted by the ring and he imagines himself as being uh samwise the strong mm-hmm. what i hate is that in in the book when he is tempted by the ring he just imagines that like the whole world is covered with gardens <laughs> and here they show him imagining himself as like a gen uh, an army general yeah And Mm. having, like, all this power. And I'm like, that's not what he wanted, though. He wanted (laughs) to just plant a bunch of gardens everywhere.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty sweet, like, uh, I don't know, desire from Sam or to have this, like, idea. Like, I mean, he's a gardener, so it's kind of cool that he just, like, his big idea is just the whole world becomes a garden and that's what he would do with the power of the ring. But yeah, that whole, and again, the sequence in the book, it's like a short paragraph of, Mm -hmm. of talking about Samwise the strong, and here it's just way, it drags on way too long and it's just kind yeah, of Yeah they too
1: they long. turn it into like a whole um it's a whole song basically mm. the majority of the movie is like underscored in some part by um music or you know the the minstrel singing about what's happening there's uh, one song that what is it called it's called um I don't even know if it has a name, but it's like the Ring Bearer song, and it's a really the slow. The Wearer of the Ring, Yeah, the, the Wearer wear- of yeah. the Ring.
2: Yeah, that one, yeah. The Bearer of the Ring, the Wearer.
0: That's great. And shit. it's
1: like so <laughs> slow and depressing. And I'm like, we don't need this here. Yeah, like <laughs> sure. I know you guys can do fun songs. Mm. Like let's do those instead.
2: I think Dave and I spoke about this before and we said how like uh at the beginning when those songs started coming in, like for example, The bear of the Ring, that one, and then also Frodo of the Nine Fingers, initially I was like, I don't like this at all. But they always kind of reuse them and they come back around again and like by mm-hmm. the end of the by the end of the movie when like Frodo of the Nine Fingers came back in I was like that's my jam yeah. I'm ready for this <laughs> I was like singing all like, I know it all up. the words
0: yeah so um yeah, I, I don't know I've got mixed feelings towards it yeah it's, it's the same with the Hobbit movie as well every every song that came on I was like yes it's back again or they they keep you I think they only have about 3 or 4 songs and they just rotate them nonstop
1: yeah it's kind of um uh he, they wrote like one tune and then depending on what's happening in the story they write like different lyrics yeah. at the time um hang on i have to sneeze or maybe i don't oh no okay Achoo. got stuck and now it disappeared okay oh, that's, that's the great.
0: worst <laughs> that scene with sam as well when he's kind of having a weird premonition it's such a weird premonition as well he's kind of seeing orcs popping out of the ground and then isn't that the same one where the orcs are like turning into badgers and raccoons like raccoons and stuff yeah Yeah.
1: and so i think it's him uh yeah it's him like i guess imagining himself ruling over them yeah um yeah it's yeah it's a long it's a long sequence (laughs) and a lot happens in it all for him to you know snap out of it and be like no i'm not gonna do that
2: yeah Yeah, he he puts it down to uh what does he put it down to um hobbit sense play Plain Hobbit sense, yeah, I believe it goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, So yeah, so what was it that snapped me out of it? It was plain Hobbit sense. It's like, right, let's carry on now. And uh, that's one of the things I, I, I thought, and I said it to Dave as well before, about like, it seems like in this movie, they showed the ring to have this like really, really temporary power. And it kind of like, I don't know, like Sam gets tempted by the ring and then... Uh, yeah, even he gets
1: tempted one time and then yeah, it's done. Yeah. yeah. And, then he, and he's
2: like, I could rule the world. And he's like, actually, no, that would be a silly idea. Yeah. I, let's let's not do that. And uh, yeah, I just thought that it, it seemed like that the, I don't know, the the power of the ring was just so temporary. It was just, it la- like you'd get tempted really strongly for like three minutes and it was like, oh, that's uh, done now. And it's like, the, batter- like the, the battery of the ring just ran out or something. And I was like, okay, that's enough. But yeah. uh, it was a bit strange.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I think, I think um so oh, sorry Oh go ahead. No,
0: I I was just gonna say I think uh Sam says one small garden of a free gardener is all I need, which is which is a nice way to kind of put things in perspective for Sam. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um and that's um we get another song where it's saying like the little things in life are what makes life worth living Mm. and it shows this like vision from the future of what sam's life is going to be and it's him and rosie cotton and like five million little hobbit (laughs) children running around and playing and it's very cute and sweet Yeah. yeah things i can't do without are the small things that life is all about
2: I believe five million children is accurate to the book yeah. though, so that's okay.
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's I think he ha- he has either like thirteen. seven thirteen. or nine children. Thirteen. Oh, I, think, yeah. oh, geez. I think
0: it's thirteen children, yeah. Let's see how many <laughs> yeah. kids. And they're all like Pippin, Mary, Sam, Sam, Pippin Frodo. Two. <laughs> yeah. Frodo again. Two?
1: Oh yeah, he has 13 children. Yeah. yeah. Um there's Eleanor, Frodo, Rose, Mary, Pippin goldilocks
0: the three bears Ham the Fast, three bears
1: <laughs> daisy primrose bilbo ruby robin and tolman
0: <laughs> Tol- tolman he there collects the tolls
1: go. and i believe um goldilocks is the one that marries pippin's kid and pippin named well, what oh, was
0: pippin's so kid the, the middle bear um
1: Pippin <laughs> Pippin named his kid after Faramir. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. that's my yeah, favorite. That it's yeah. so
1: sweet and wholesome. I love yeah, that so much. Faramir is like mm. one of my favorite characters. So, yeah, he's
2: um, great. Nowhere to be seen in this movie
1: either. <laughs> yeah. I, he,
2: he he makes a little uh, a little appearance appearance towards the end. He yeah, that's speak, what I thought. But like, well, as again, uh, I, as I, I said this to Dave a while ago, I think I, I was like, I think that's Faramir because just some dude sitting on a horse like beside. Uh, Eowyn, Eowyn, and they have this, yeah, and like, they turn nod. and look at each other and yeah, nod, yeah.
1: and I was like, "Is that supposed to be Faramir That's definitely <laughs> Faramir.
2: <laughs> that um, nod- he-, he nodded like Faramir. I think that was Faramir
1: Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, Sam eventually gets to the tower, and all of the orcs have killed each other. And then he he has like this one on one with one orc that's still alive. That goes on entirely too long. Mm. Um, And then he goes up and saves Frodo um, and gives the ring back to him. And then they start making their way towards Mount Doom, and they you know put on the orc armor and all of that. And throughout like the rest of this part of the story where they're walking and making their way towards Mount Doom Um, in the book and in the movie too, it's, you know, Frodo is like falling apart and barely alive. And Sam is really the one to like encourage him. And one point has to, you know, literally carry him. Mm -hmm. And it's, more reversed here where it's like sam is like i don't know if i can do this and frodo's like oh come on sam mm. we can do this together yeah. mm. and there's no there's also no i can't carry it for you but i can carry you we don't we don't have that here which yeah. is such yeah. a shame, there's so many things in this movie, movie that
0: make you appreciate peter jackson's vision so much more <laughs> yeah I've, i i found yeah. that the same with the the original or the uh, Rankin bass hobbit movie it may we appreciate the peter jackson trilogy way more because i I think i kind of forgot how much of his newer trilogy was actually lifted directly from the books and it just seems silly in a movie but then when you see it repeated in the 1977 rankin bass movie you're like oh okay so peter jackson did quite a good job with what he was given and uh, yeah, I just found a new love for it. So I'm I'm excited to go back and watch those again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also in those parts, one thing that
2: I just it really jumped out at me was the fact that just, there was just no emotion at all in Frodo's mm-hmm. voice when he was supposed to be, you know, on death's door, struggling. And uh, with both him, well, I think Sam definitely did a better job in the, the the voice action for Sam. And Sam's the big hero of this movie, really. But um, anytime Frodo spoke, even like when he just gets his finger bitten off or any situation where he's like really, really he should be struggling for his life and that the voice actor is just so chilled and so relaxed and he yeah. could be sitting on his couch having a conversation with his friend like about like ha- having a cup of tea
0: Mr. Frodo
2: maybe we could rest just a, a little my eyes are fair closing by themselves not here I didn't want to say anything but there's a Black rider, a Nazgul over us. I can feel it. We must keep moving. And it just, there was no emotion in that performance. And it really kind of, I thought, took away from it. It just didn't give you any sense of mm-hmm. like danger or attention. urgency. Yeah, or attention. So that was something as well. that started, It started to creep into these scenes now where... Sam and Frodo start to say to each other, come on, we need to go and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think that was something that kind of drew away from it.
1: Yeah, totally. When they were, um, when they're running away after they destroy the ring and the lava is chasing them, they're so casual and calm about it. And Mm. Frodo's like, I'm glad you are with me here at the end of all things. And then at one point he says like, die well, Sam. Die well, Sam. Exactly like that, you know. (laughs) I thought that was
2: hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I well sam yeah and again yeah exactly you probably had more emotion in your in your performance just now <laughs> rather than uh, the original one but uh, yeah
1: yeah and i think um i think that honestly just might get down to they were making this story for kids and so i think they were trying to make it maybe not as scary you know mm,
0: yeah um mm. and so
1: maybe having um uh, <clears throat> a lot of that really intense emotion maybe would have made it a scarier story and so i think possibly they were trying to show like hey everything's gonna be okay because frodo is barely reacting to anything at all (laughs) (laughs) um so i don't know i don't necessarily think that makes it you know better but i think that might explain why they Mm. did that or you know why the voice actor was like that or
0: maybe because the voice actor was voicing bilbo and frodo so he was just sick of it and he's like okay give me my lines i'll read them yeah and that's it <laughs> no more you want motion? Yeah. that costs more <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> gonna up my charges yeah, yeah if you want motion, exactly um let's see yeah and so they make their way towards mount doom and at one point they're you know they're in their orc stuff and they're hiding and then the orcs come out and we get the best song yes. ever where there's a whip there's a way <laughs> and it yeah. I don't, like, it was great.
0: Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I, it kicks ass, that song. there's a there's a way. there's a whip, there's a way. We don't want to go today. But the Lord of the has a name, name. Name. I think actually, myself and John, we, we said we listened to this before. I think it was years ago on, like, some Reddit post. I saw, and this was before I knew there was any animation movies or anything. Uh, somebody posted up this video onto a Lord of the Rings Reddit post. And uh, I was like, oh, I'll click into this and listen to it for a minute. And I was hooked immediately. And then I, I had to send it to Johnny. And I think we I went to Spain that summer maybe and visited yeah, you yeah yeah you came over for, for for a couple of weeks or something like yeah. that and we went on holiday we, we, in Spain and I it, played it for you like that maybe it, that the was, first that was, day and then like that was the yeah that was like the, the song of the of the holiday Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every now and again we would just like look at each other and be like where there's a whip <laughs> yeah there's a and, <laughs>
2: and then and then also I think we went on that holiday with uh, both of our girlfriends mm. and they were both every time Dave started singing where there's a whip I, I, I joined in and the two girls
0: were just like they just give us this dirty letter. Yeah, like,
2: what are you guys talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. so, um, <laughs> they but reserved. that did not
0: discourage us. <laughs> there was a way.
1: Um, it's funny. You know, we say, we're saying, and that's like, exactly what it sounds like in oh, the yeah. movie you know <laughs> it doesn't Where even like
0: Oops, yeah like there they didn't get like a An actual whip.
1: sound effect you know <laughs> of a whip cracking I think they literally just had someone go up to a microphone and go
0: so there was more emotion in the portrayal of a whip than there <laughs> yeah, was in, in Frodo's yeah, whole yeah, yeah. <laughs> journey
1: <laughs> um but yeah that's the best song of of the movie is the orcs marching and singing mm. the song um unbelievable and it also kind of, uh, it kind of, like, adds some elements of, I don't know, it, like, humanizes the orcs a little bit because if you listen to the lyrics they're talking about like we don't want to go to war and war is a nasty thing but the whipcracker says we have to go Mm. so these orcs are like a little bit different than how we see them in the movies where it's just like they're just monsters who are just you know doing Sauron's bidding yeah
2: Yeah. it was cool that we got to see a different element of the orcs as well and how they were almost kind of being forced into they're they're like slaves being forced to go to war for, for Sauron on. But I mean, that's not really maybe Tolkien's vision, but uh, it was yeah, definitely exactly. interesting to get another another perspective. Yeah, it was just
1: different. Yeah, yeah.
2: And again, as like I mean, watching these movies, I was kind of more interested in seeing different perspectives. I didn't want to just see exactly the same as like Peter Jackson's Return mm-hmm. of the King done in cartoon form. So all of those like little small changes, I was interested to kind of yeah. uh, take note of those and kind of go, oh, this is kind of cool, and
0: try to look for the positives in those things as well. Yeah, uh, even <laughs> yeah, when same. it was difficult. <laughs> And I think I I think that was another positive with Frodo and Sam when they were coming out of Cirith Ungol or going into Cirith Ungol, and they had the Watchers and they had that like invisible barrier that they couldn't get past, and they didn't really have that in Peter Jackson's.
1: They made such a big deal out of that thing, and I I think there. If I I mean it's been now like two years since I read Return of the King, and so I think there there may have been like. Something similar to that where there are these two statues yeah. like mm. at the entrance of Mordor and when they walk past them that that's like when they are alerted that like, hey, there are people in Mordor I think now. Sam is
2: frozen yeah, they kinda as well. they kinda get yeah, they get kind of frozen in place, but there's no like yeah. physical barrier or anything. But, exactly. Yeah. But they yeah, do they exist, like, yeah.
1: Really made it a huge deal. And then when they hold up the (laughs) vial of Galadriel, it makes like a like Uh, computer like spacey noise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly like that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And then so Sam goes through the first time on his own and then on the second time on the way out they, it, it won't work and he's like oh they were expecting us so they have to hold hands and yeah. get, more, get more love to get them through or something and it's
0: like yeah. 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 what? <laughs> yeah they
1: hold it together and walk yeah, through yeah. yeah It was really
0: a Dumbledore uh, moment uh, where he's like love Harry Love conquers all. <laughs> so you got to hold hands and that gets the file, like the, the file really going. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, you
1: know, that's kind of what they really push through out all of this side of the story is like Sam and Frodo only get there because they're helping each other. Because they say at one point, one of them is like, then we'll just have to carry each other mm. or something mm. like that. Um, so it's very much, you know, instill again. This is this is something that was made for, pr- you know, pretty much made for kids, made for young young kids, and so instilling that, I guess, you know, the uh, value of friendship and helping people through hard times. You know, making sure yeah. that, like, hey, there's you know, a sure. valuable lesson to learn out of all of this. You really <laughs> had
0: to dig deep to come up with that because I don't know, I wasn't getting that vibe off it, but yeah, I can see where you're coming from. <laughs>
1: Um, so Sam and Frodo are, uh, the orc army finds them and, you know, they're drafted in, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then at one point they come across an army of men and the men are like, we have to cross this path. And the orcs are like, we have to cross this path. There aren't any men in Mordor. It's just like orcs and stuff. Um, Mm. so that was different, I guess. Yeah.
0: They they didn't want to have like... Blue orcs and then red orcs fighting each other would be confusing for children. So they had to add men. So they I just
1: suppose. had, yeah, there's a mm. human army in Mordor as well. Yeah.
0: Like I yeah. kind of thought at first when we were watching it, maybe it's Haradrim or Easterlings coming up and coming through Mordor, but I don't know. That doesn't really make sense either. But yeah.
1: We're, yeah. we're harping on this more than, you know, they don't give it that much attention in, in here either. It's literally just a way for Sam to come up and uh, tell, like, the head orc, you to know, start to, a race to come. Orc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 to, you know, cause enough of a distraction that he and Frodo can get away.
2: The fact that they didn't really explain at all that they're, like, even in the Peter Jackson's movies, for example, we learned that there are evil men and there are evil. Uh, armies of men like Dave said they're the Haradrim the Easterlings but we don't even get that at all in this movie and so if you're a kid watching this for the first time it, it, it could be very difficult to like see oh I thought the orcs were evil and that the men were good but now suddenly we've got these certain men and they're um, going through Mordor so it was a little bit strange that they defi- yeah. they decided to deviate from the book and put this uh, like man army in, yeah. in Mordor but yeah it's again a strange
0: choice but yeah whatever but, whatever whatever. <laughs> the, the child is confused with then well done because <laughs> after this meeting. Yeah. yeah, exactly,
1: right, right. So Sam and Frodo are able to escape. They say, there's like there's so much of like I can't go on any further, and then they're like, okay, we'll rest here, yeah. and then, and then like they get up and they just like I feel like that happens like five times mm. where they're like, oh no, I'm gonna like fall asleep here. I'm too tired or. Sam will be saying something and Frodo's like no we have to keep going on and again it's just really dragged yeah. out
2: yeah there was one point where they fell down this hole and I was like yeah. "Oh, this is interesting and I took note and I was like what's gonna happen now and then I think they cut away and they cut they back just and, they just, or and, they, yeah. Yeah, and they were just yeah they were just like walking again I was like oh, all right okay well that just I, I think in the hole they have <laughs> yeah. like a weird
0: dream a premonition don't they that's when Frodo is kind of dream- maybe that's where they have that dream this is like when Frodo wakes up or he's dreaming. And Sam, like, turns into an orc and then Gandalf comes out of the woods and then Gandalf turns oh, into God, an orc. God, that was all. And uh, But I think there's happy music in the background, so it was kind that's, of that's That's, yeah,
2: that's the weirdest thing. Yeah, they, yeah, that was it when, like, Sam lays Frodo down in a very, like, sensual way as mm. well. He's like, here, yeah. let me just, like, lie you down and, like, tuck you in, basically. Yeah, and, also... Uh,
1: I believe it was at this point that he's giving him uh, a water bottle. And, you know, oh, Sam, yeah. but Frodo's whining about water the whole time. He's thirsty. but And Sam gives him this water and then he sets it down. And then at one point, Frodo kicks yeah. it over. <laughs> <Yeah>. And you <laughs> see all the. I was furious. I was like, are you kidding me? And they don't even
2: mention <laughs> and they don't it. Even mention it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was hilarious as well. Um, oh, my God. Because the, the amount of memes that have been made on that scene where peter jackson's version as well yeah when, when sam gives frodo his little uh pouch his little uh davy crockett satchel thing to drink out of it and he's like there's all the water coming down his chin and people have just so many memes so in this movie i was like oh man
0: it's this is even did worse it he, again. Just, he just kicks yeah. it over <laughs> is that a big part of the book because i don't remember frodo no, takes I loads of sam's so. water and then so. yeah she, like waste yeah it. <laughs> frodo is very wasteful with his water. yeah, yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. It just infuriated me for no reason, really. Yeah,
2: but yeah, again, again in this part of the movie, that's where I remembered where it was just like, they're in such a hopeless situation. And Mm -hmm. again, Frodo is just so chirpy with his voice. He's like, oh my dear Sam, I think we may not make it and all this kind of stuff. And it doesn't sound like they're in a dangerous situation. And then they cut to this like happy-go-lucky hippie song. And it's like really like, you know, it's really upbeat. And then they have the images in the background of like orcs and Mordor and the evil of the world. I was like, I don't understand the message yeah. that they're trying to tell me right now, Yeah, with kind of like contrasting emotions, but it was quite strange.
1: Yeah, and there's that kind of goes along. There's one song that's playing um, a few times about, uh, it's like, it's so easy not to try. Yeah. And mm. if you never say hello, you never have to say goodbye, which it, it's like a very, it's a very melancholic song, I guess, talking about like, I like I was really trying to read into it and be like, okay, what can I take away from the song? And I guess it's say, you know, he keeps saying it's so easy not to try. So I guess it's implying that like they could have done nothing. They could have not taken the ring to Mordor. And so that's Mm. why doing this in the first place is such a, you know, incredible quest Mm. that like, hey, they could have sat around and done nothing about it, but they decided to do something. Um, And I think the lyrics of the song (laughs) are so
0: generalized that they felt like they could put it in different places, like... The, put it in anywhere, yeah. yeah. There's like a nice scene here of like Frodo dreaming about the Shire, like, oh, put it in there. But there's also a scene where, you know, they're getting attacked by orcs and you put it in there as well, it'll work. Yeah. So, yeah. I
1: don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, eventually, yeah, they wake up and then gollum is following them and uh, sam and uh, sam tells frodo to go ahead and sam and frodo or sam and gollum kind of fight and gollum is uh, at one point at one point sam you know really gains the upper hand on him and scares gollum and he's you know a cowering creature and that's when sam you know has like this moment of pity and mercy on him mm. um and it's like go away and that's it yeah scram <laughs>
0: Get out of here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then up in the crack of doom, there's Frodo. And again, yeah, with the no emotion, he's like, I'm here to do, like now that we're here, now that I came, you know, I don't want to do what we came here to do anymore. And then he puts the ring on and, you know, disappears. Yeah. What's so funny is that when we come back to that moment, because that uh, at this point it does cut away to the Battle of Pelennor Fields and showing more of that side of the story. And when we come back, and Sam is like looking around for Frodo. It's days later. Yeah. I, I
2: was like, what?
0: <laughs> what is going on? So Sam weird. Like, has
1: been searching for Fro- invisible Frodo for days. What's Frodo been
0: doing? Yeah. There's no water as well. So how is he surviving?
2: Yeah. Neither of them have eaten or, or well, obviously they haven't drunk any water because Frodo kicked it over. Kicked it all so over. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't had any water to drink for like, you know, uh, I don't know, seven or eight days. So um, I don't know. Uh, It's quite strange, but yeah, yeah, I was going to say that uh, when Gollum shows up, I thought that there was going to be a weird like deviation from the books and a weird change because he just threw this. I I thought Gollum killed Frodo and Sam when he arrives first. Because he throws this, like, giant boulder on top of them and then they get hit with this boulder. I was like, oh, they're going to dodge this boulder now. But they don't. They just get hit straight They get. They,
1: like, go tumbling down
2: the mountain. And then they fall about about five miles down the side of a mountain. I was like, oh, that's the end of them, guys. That's how the movie ends, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's so easy not to try. (laughs) That's where they should have put that in.
2: Yeah, and then... um, But then they get up and they're fine. And it's like, uh, all right, whatever. And then also the scene where Sam... Has a conversation with Gollum. I thought that was one of the better scenes in the movie. I thought that mm-hmm. yeah, for, for all of uh, our, you know, arguing about how Frodo didn't really put that much emotion into his performance. I thought Gollum did a really good job. And you do really pity him in that moment as well. And he says things like that when the precious is destroyed, he will turn to dust. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that he has this kind of self-realization about what's going to happen to him if the ring is destroyed. And so... He just says you know let us live even if just for a little bit longer and things yeah. like that so it is quite a, a i don't know quite a good performance by the actor and also just quite well done i thought and that was definitely one of the positives that i took away from this movie
1: yeah yeah um what did you guys think of um the visualization of Gollum <laughs> in of this
0: <laughs> well yeah i had already I, i'd seen pictures before and i'd seen the hobbit movie so yeah i was already freaked out previously but yeah he's Gross. What is it? He? gotten over He's it. He's kind now, of like yeah. a yeah. slimy, frog-like... Toad. Yeah, toad mm. creature. Yeah. And then his voice... His voice is pretty good. It's its very gurgly. Girth- gir- Gargly? Gurgly. Yeah. Yeah. Gurgly. (laughs) What's the word?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's definitely, it's so hard to like watch any voice actor for Gollum after Andy Serkis. Of course. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: But uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine.
0: And yeah, Johnny, Mm. you're definitely right. It's definitely the most emotive performance. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, Definitely one that I I kind of definitely felt pity in that moment for a golem and
0: the fact that he knows he's going to die so like wanting the ring isn't just to feed his addiction of being obsessed with this object but he is like oh okay even just to let me live a little while longer. Yeah,
1: And I don't even, um, I can't remember if that's something that like is, is from the book or, or the movies or anything, but, you know, kind of adding a bit of humanization to Gollum and I don't remember know, making him more of a person here. So. Yeah,
0: it's definitely not in the films anyways, because that I, I think that would have been quite good to add into Peter Jackson's movies if Gollum kind of had a scene where he just kind of almost begged for them not to destroy the ring because of what it would do to him. Uh, mm. I, I, yeah, I don't remember it from the books, but uh, it's nice when you watch these things. It just gives you another thing to look out for when you are rereading the books again, which um, I'm mm. definitely going to have to do at some point. Another thing that I definitely thought was kind of cool as well.
2: Like, again, not uh, that they did it in a brilliant way because it wasn't exactly the way Tolkien did it, but um, and again, it shows up in this scene is where where basically um, the reason that they get the upper hand against Gollum is because Frodo kind of clutches onto the ring and right. the, the little music again comes in of the bearer of the ring the wearer of the ring that that's that little like sound uh, sound clip comes back in and it kind of and it's the same that that music comes in as well when uh, sam has the ring and he comes up against that orc in Cirith and the orc is suddenly terrified of sam and in this moment as well gollum is suddenly terrified of frodo And I think it's kind of, it's a cool little thing that they put in as well, where it kind of shows how the, it's a different way of looking at the power of the ring, where maybe the person who's holding the ring just has this, I don't know, um, I'm not sure, like maybe just that people view that person in a a terrifying way, and they're just like really scared of that person. And so, uh, yeah, it's a different way to look at the power of the ring. So I thought that was interesting as well.
0: Yeah, that's why the orc ran, wasn't it? Sam was kind of holding Mm. the Mm -hmm. ring
1: and then sam is like get back here and i'm like you just <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that, was, that was weird yeah chased him off yeah. like
1: that was the point whatever
0: also did we ha- have we mentioned the terrible pronunciation of like kirithungo oh no sir Minus not minus tears yeah so soron yeah
1: the pronunciations are yeah at one point i, th- I think sam even says like Sorin. Yeah,
2: Sorin, um, yeah. yeah yeah. the
1: pronunciations are all over the place
2: yeah the dark lord sharon
1: (laughs) (laughs) you say that but i definitely remember at one point when i was reading the book i or when i was recording those episodes as i was reading the book i definitely at one point misspoke and said sharon (laughs) instead of like sauron and or like the way that like i had my like messy handwriting wrote sauron it looked like sharon and i was like and i was just imagining sauron as being this like formidable like soccer mom (laughs) brilliant (laughs) And that is where we are going to leave this week's episode. In case you can't tell, current me recording this is very sick. I apologize for you having to listen to that for the next few minutes while I wrap up this episode and share some announcements. So yeah, we will pick up again with Rankin and Bass's Return of the King next week. Again, there is a link in the episode description if you wish to watch it somewhere not behind a paywall. That's what I'm talking about as a proud member of WBNE. You can learn more about the network by going to WBNE.org, where you will find all of our shows like Unsobered. Hi, I'm Julia, the host of Unsobered, badass women of history and literature. The podcast where I talk about the women that the history books, history classes, and the general public often overlook, or who just get a brief mention, but we never really know the whole story of their impact on the world we live in. On Unsobered, I share the stories and histories of these badass, amazing, and strong women. And while I tell you the history we don't get from traditional history classes, I get more and more drunk over the course of the episode. So join me to learn more about your favorite women or to find a new favorite woman that you didn't even know contributed to one of your favorite things with new episodes every other Friday. The cover art is by Vaishon Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishon Designs. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com user slash talking about pod. There is almost always some kind of sale going on on Public, And I promise with the holiday season, there are going to be sales happening all month. So I guaranteed there is something in the shop that is right for your budget, whether it is a sticker or a hoodie. And don't forget the Merry Christmas and a Pippin New Year design has been up on the shop for I think three weeks now without Warner Brothers coming after me. So let's all celebrate that. Isn't that amazing? Woo! Everyone celebrate. That's amazing. What an amazing accomplishment. I say that. My how pitiful was that woo just now with my stupid sick voice. You can follow the podcast on social media at Tolkien About Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at MC and Instagram at MC for You can support the podcast by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod to explore the different tiers and perks that are available. Recently, I started doing a monthly newsletter that is available for all patrons. But uh, as you can probably tell from my voice, the December newsletter is going to be a little late. And for that, I apologize. Or you can become a sponsor of the podcast like Christina. Christina, thank you so much for your continued wonderful support of the podcast. I so much appreciate it. If you like what you're listening to, please rate and review. Maybe you don't like the sound of my voice right now, but maybe you liked it during the rest of the episode when I sounded healthy. Oh, my God. Remember what it was like to be healthy, Mary Clay? Because I don't. Um, Yeah, please rate and review. To close out this week's episode, I'm going to tell you to go get your flu shot, go get your COVID booster. I don't have either of those illnesses. I'm just sick in general, which is annoying. Uh, Go ahead and take some vitamin C. What else? Take your your Flintstones vitamins. Do whatever you can to stay healthy. Wash your hands, wear masks, and if you are sick, I don't know, drink lots of fluids. And that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm dying.